Ah, boys. How are you? <laughs> Hanging in there. Guys, Doing okay. It is, it is episode 30 of Ooh. the Brunch Breakdown. We made it. And we have a story that is perfect for the 30th episode anniversary. UNLV's quarterback, Max Gilliam, I had no idea who this guy was until yesterday, <laughs> had to apologize to his team for eating sushi off of a nude model on a reality TV show. If that's not the greatest story of all time, I don't know what is. Can you tell me a better story than that? Because I can't tell you one. I mean, that's got all the layers that you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, if you, you're only getting this type of quality content here on The Brunch Breakdown, covering the important stories. Please keep that in mind. Um, I still don't know what he's apologizing for. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Uh, it didn't get the connection in the headline. I'm like, what, what is he apologizing for then? What's, what's the apology? I have no like, idea. Is this an NCAA rules violation? I don't because <laughs> I was trying to figure that out too. I was like, is is this an improper benefit? Like, is there somewhere in the NCAA handbook that says that you will be, you know, you lose your eligibility if you eat sushi off of a naked person? <laughs> I think it's because it was on a cruise ship, right? It's like if you do it within the state of Nevada, it we completely understand, but you were outside the territory, you're gonna have to be suspended for a game. He's on international waters. That should be legal. <laughs> Here's the thing. They should be apologizing to him because nobody, how many people didn't even know that UNLV had a football team? He's the quarterback of an O in five football team. So a lot of these headlines were like star quarterback. So, and so it's like, he's not a star quarterback. He's an O in five football team. Now everybody knows about UNLV football. They should be apologizing and thanking him for doing this. That's what they say. All publicity is good publicity, right? So the the brand has been elevated across the country uh, due to this sushi incident. All I could think about, well, not all I could think. There was a lot I could think about when I saw this headline. But one of the things I thought about was like, I don't know how good this kid is. They suck. So he's probably not going to have a future after college. But like, I want him to because I want him to go to the combine and I want him to get asked questions about this. <laughs> because I want to know, like, how do coaches broach this subject? And then what does he do to explain himself for it? I want all of that. I want all of it. I, I, I oh, to be a fly on the wall in those meetings, you could just like see or someone like Mike Tomlin sitting down with him and be like, uh, obviously we're a little concerned about the, uh, you know, the sushi incident, uh, as you will, uh, <laughs> unacceptable. Talk as you know, about it. as you know, the standard is the standard in Pittsburgh. Uh, that, that was the junior varsity move on yourself there, right? <laughs> junior varsity. We don't, we don't play junior varsity here. That's not our type of ball. Now, if she was a fully clothed model, we would understand that, but we had the Lev Bells and the Antonio Browns of the world already come through Pittsburgh and we don't need that here. I would love that. Dude, and also in Nevada, there's like even more stuff going on there because like this UNLV, this guy's doing this. And then James Harden is supposed to be like getting ready for the basketball season with the Rockets. But he was in Vegas, which clubs are open in Vegas, apparently. And he was in Vegas just partying like on camera with thousands of people. Something about Vegas. There's something going on. Yeah, it's a it's a magical place. Vegas we all know back. that, but yeah, and and I love how, like you, like you said, he could have easily done this 
out, you know, footsteps outside of his dorm room door in Vegas. But it took that it was on a cruise ship on a reality show. He was naturally influenced by producers. And that's why we had this big uh, charade and and public apology for harmless, harmless feast. (laughs) But did you see see it? It's very harmless. The whole thing is like very harmless. It's not like scandalous or anything. It's just like, you know, there's naked people they're eating sushi off of, but it's like, harmless i thought it it was gonna be more scandalous than that but it's really just like oh this is what we do on below deck we eat sushi off now if he was the one where the sushi was beaten off of eaten off of and he was naked then maybe we have a little bit more of a story but this is just uh the show's called below deck ladies and gentlemen that's all you need to know it's that's that's par for the course as you mentioned chris the standard is a standard and that was the standard for that for that show I want Max Gilliam's jersey, and uh, uh, I want this. I want to uh, do this at the, during the brunchies when we do our end of the year show. I want to induct people into the brunch Hall of Fame. Ooh! All three of us get a pick. We get to induct someone every year into the brunch Hall of Fame, and I'm not going to say Max is in yet, but I mean, he's a nominee. He's a nominee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost wondering if there should be a Max Gilliam honorary yearly award in, in the brunchies, you know, like, th- yes, th- that's, you know, he he's now endeared in our hearts. Like yeah. that undiscovered award. Yeah. That it goes to every year. Oh, I'm excited for this now. Yeah. yeah I can't to wait. The, the brunch hall of fame. It goes to the guy or girl you'd never heard of, but now you'll never forget. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, no better way to start the brunch breakdown than that right there. What's going on, y'all? It's Didi here in California, Chris and Dan in Pittsburgh, and we are doing another Now That's What I Call Brunch, Volume 3. We're breaking down Volumes 33 through 52 of the Now series. We go through the best, the worst, the annoying, and possibly the political, but that's a little teaser for that uh, as well. We're going to do Get It Off Our Chests and... We're going to get this thing started with Bruise Day. And uh, if you've read the headlines this week, (laughs) I need it. (laughs) Chris, get us started with Bruise Day. (laughs) All right, boys. Well, um, I needed needed a a, a seasonal ale in my life. So I went out and I picked up some fat heads. Pimp my sleigh. Okay. Uh, ten and a half ABV. So I will not be drinking the entire thing on this podcast. Um, but ten and a half is pretty good. If you know, we talked about on Thanksgiving. If you have some of those family events that are a little eh, tough to get through, hey, this is this is the one for you. Um, it's a Belgian style Christmas ale. I just really like it, and that's the choice this week. So cheers. I like it. I like it in the basement nice. on the weight bench. Drinking a ten and a half while your in-laws are in town. All right, Chris. That's right. right. Ten and a half ponder or ten and a half ABV you got there, bud. (laughs) I'm lifting weights down here. Oh, man. All right. Well, this week uh, I got uh, Hazy LA IPA from Golden Road Brewery, which is like right down the road from my house. There's a couple... Uh, there's a couple golden roads uh, near me, but uh, one's like the big one is like right next to my house. So I uh, really love Golden Road. It's uh, one of my favorites. And when I saw it, it made me miss like being able to leave the house because their brewery is just like really cool um, looking with the with the setup. And I hope they're doing well. I get so nervous about 
all these places when all my favorite places whenever it's over. So um, just want to check it out. It's a hazy IPA, so it's got like kind of the fruity. It feels it feels like California. It feels like LA. That's what it feels like. Not all of California because I don't want to say this feels like Sacramento. It feels like LA. <laughs> That's what it feels like. So hazy LA IPA, Golden Road, and you can get Golden Road uh, uh, everywhere. So you know, check out Golden Road. Support. Dude, big fan of Golden Road. Yeah, I haven't had that one, so uh, that's 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 awesome. That's a that's a fantastic choice uh, for me this week. You know, Chris, I was thinking about going seasonal. I had a couple of those uh, over the weekend, but I, you know, I mentioned not that long ago that I had somewhere in the neighborhood of 212 craft beers uh, in around the house, and so. It was time to do a little inventory and uh, winter cleaning, if you will, uh, because if I'm going to buy more, I got to get rid of more. That's just math. That's just how it works. Uh, and I wanted something to give me a little bit more of that springtime feel. The weather has gotten stupid cold here recently, and it's miserable to go outside. So I need something to to help warm me up. So this one was from way back in uh, March uh, from uh, my good dear friends at Cinderlands uh, Brewing uh, out of here in pittsburgh this is their star crumb series and this is a carrot cake tart shake that's right carrot cake tart shake uh it's an absolutely incredible beer uh it's to to put it into perspective it's kind of like a sour ipa if you will but it's mostly um it's closer to sour but it's not overly sour the tart shake really blends it well and gives it a nice uh combination they use a lot of different adjuncts in it but this is like uh it's also a beautiful can an absolutely beautiful can with all these carrots all over it they do a wonderful job with their can art um but it's like liquid carrot cake they have carrot puree in here uh, they have baking spices so you can actually get that flavor of of that cakiness that flavor that comes through uh then they finish it with uh milk sugar and madagascar vanilla beans which really creates that like cream cheese flavor on the back end as well it's absolutely incredible it's one of my favorite beers they've ever done uh big fan of this brewery cinderlands uh and this is this is one that's a couple months old it was laying around and i figured you know what let's warm it up a little bit here the carrot cake tart shake uh is beautiful so gentlemen Cheers. I was, by the way, I was going to open this on air, uh, but I had a, uh, a can bomb this weekend. And if you're not familiar, that's basically when the beer explodes, when you open the can and it just goes everywhere. <laughs> Fortunately, it was a limited explosion, uh, but that has to do with either the amount of fruit in the beer, how long it's been sitting, if it got warm and the carbonation level. So when that, those four things get a little bit off, you have yourself a can bomb. So we're already cracked. We're open and we're ready to go here. No, see, that's not every. Now the rule is you have to open every one of them on camera <laughs> because of that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. Because that clip will go viral, Dan, and that's that's all we want here. I'd, I'd be, I'd, yeah, I'd be flinging the headset off. I'd be, you know, trying to control the foam without it going everywhere. It would have been, it would have been very interesting. And so that's why I'm like, I better open this in advance today. Yeah, new rule. Everyone's got to open the can. <laughs> And you'll know, and you'll know it exploded because one of us won't be here the next week because our computers are broken. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Well, Bruce Day, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Ah man, carrot cake. It's amazing. I don't know about that. Carrot cake. It's it's truly 
truly amazing. I'm not a big carrot cake fan, but I feel like I would try it. Yeah. Just because the way you described it sounds very interesting. So one thing you do every week, Dan, is describe it very well. But before we get too far along, Dan, tell people where they can find the brunch breakdown. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to remember. I'm very, very glad you did. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, everywhere and everywhere. Make sure you hit subscribe. These episodes come to you automatically. Each and every week, you don't have to go uh, hunting for the individual episodes. So make sure you help us out. Uh, hit subscribe and leave us a review. Those are very, very helpful for us uh, growing this podcast. So leave us a rating, leave us a review anywhere that you can. Uh, you can also find the full video episodes. They go up the same day the audio does. Uh, those go live on our Facebook and YouTube pages, uh, typically noon Eastern on Wednesday. But they're there. They're always there for you to go back and watch. Don't think that you always have to watch them live. So on Facebook and YouTube, uh, and of course, everywhere on social media, we are at Brunch Breakdown. Uh, already mentioned Facebook, but Twitter and Instagram as well. Follow us there. We follow you back, and we hope you enjoy. I love it. Well, now let's get it off our chest. We go through random topics that are just on the top of our head. We get them off our chest, and I will get things started. Uh, guys, uh, so we've this is 30th episode. Uh, the first episode, I had a job. The 30th episode, I don't. So <laughs> um, anyways, guys, shout to anybody who reached out to me. As you know, Radio Disney is no longer around. And what I want to get off my chest is how weird it is for the whole world to know you lost your job. <laughs> here's, here's what I'm saying. I felt like I was some celebrity who had like something break, like maybe it's a divorce or any kind of news. And it was just like, Oh my God, everyone knows this about this one person. Right. And that's how it felt this past. That's how it felt on like was the last Wednesday or last Thursday. That's how it felt because all of a sudden people that I follow for like entertainment advice, the entertainment news and stuff like that, like Perez Hilton is tweeting about radio Disney variety people all these things right and then i thought about how there's this one hallmark christmas movie that i really like where this guy loses his job over christmas but doesn't tell his whole family they don't know if i were going home for christmas i couldn't do that <laughs> so like everybody right. no like you can't lie about it and be like ah, we'll get through the holidays before we have to start talking about anything you had to just do it so it was just super weird it was a super weird week because of that because of just being like seeing everyone talk about it and seeing every article in every place. And I had to like kind of get off of like, you know, anything this week. Cause I was like, I just saw it everywhere. But, um, but anyways, I had to get it off my chest. Cause it's just super weird to be like, everybody knows when you got fired, but uh, I'm okay. Everyone's fine. And uh, you know, just want to shout out to everybody who reached out and stuff like that. So I know you guys both reached out. Uh, Katie, Chris's wife reached out at like three o'clock in the morning. That was odd. Um, but anyways, let's shout out to everybody who reached out. I'm fine. All's good. Uh, everything is finite. So, um, yeah, just want to get that off my chest this week. Well, um, the, if it is any type of silver lining, DD, uh, nobody other than we can cancel the brunch breakdown. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is good. That's right. That's right. And, and, I don't know if that'll make maybe as much news if it were to, but, uh, you know, 
<laughs> it might get out there. I don't know. So we can't promise you that. <laughs> we would have to promote it ourselves. Like, guys, this is really big news. And nobody would, nobody would. Still bite. wouldn't know. Nobody would still bite. Would. Still DMing <laughs> entertainment outlets saying, can you please just like tweet <laughs> us? <laughs> We're ending. We're going away. Well, yeah, we know you're going to bounce back on your feet in no time. And that major bunch breakdown is only going to get that much better. Uh, so we oh. look forward to that. <laughs> um, what I'm going to get off my chest is, you know, related to the holidays and this time of year. And holiday and Christmas commercials are better than the Super Bowl commercials. They just are. As a whole, as a group, they are better. Okay. Super Bowl commercials are, you have those funny ones that stick out and you talk about the next day, but I don't think we remember how bad some of them really are and unforgettable they are. Holiday commercials this time of year are amazing. You have the, the traditional ones, the Hershey kiss bells, uh, that play. You have the, the Corona one with a light up Christmas tree, which now they, of course they turn into a seltzer commercial with a badass glass that if it's a real glass, I would definitely get my hands on if you've seen that one. But the Coca-Cola polar bears, the Budweiser Clydesdales, if you're uh, from our neck of the woods uh, in and around Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and Ohio, the Eaton Park tree star commercial is potentially the greatest one on the planet. Um, we see a lot of dogs and puppies and you get cookies, and you get candies, and you get gifts and old St. Nick, Santa, there's never a bad commercial with Santa in it. So, it's just a feel good commercial time of year. And I really, this is the one time of year where I like actually enjoy the commercials. I know we always look forward to them at the Super Bowl, and a lot of time they can be let down. You know, we, there's one or two that stuck out, but as a whole, as a group, as a company, Christmas and holiday commercials are just better and they're amazing. And this is the time of year to be spending uh, time between an episode or time away from, from Netflix or a streaming service and give cable a shot again because the commercials are great. I love this, Dan. I, you, to be honest with you, this has been this exact topic has been on my list for uh, one of my opens. So, wow, no let's dive. Let's dive in a little deeper, okay? Uh, <laughs> I love Christmas commercials, and I'm with you. Like, I, so I think part of the reason with Super Bowl commercials why they're not as good is because like there's way too much anticipation for those anymore. I feel right. like yeah. they were, they, they blew us away back before we were like getting geared up to watch the commercials. Um, so the Super Bowl commercials are kind of, you know, they're, they're starting from behind to begin with. Um, but yeah, I love Christmas commercials. They put me in a, a festive mood. They get me ready for the holiday season. I don't even mind that they start like way too early. I, you know, that's cool with me. They make me happy. The one thing that I do always find funny though, is like the car commercials of couples buying each other, like coincidentally <laughs> buying each other a car on Christmas. And like, how many people can actually relate to that commercial? That doesn't happen. Nobody does that. So I even love the commercials that nobody can relate to because nobody can relate to them. And I find it funny. Okay. Have you seen the Lexus commercial this year with the bow? Mm, and then in, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. So the Lexus commercial, this is how they, they wanted to um, reach out to the every man. So they start the commercial out where it's like, there's a, it's like Lexuses are, you know, all a part of your family. So they show like a driveway, like a graduation ceremony type deal, like that people were doing oh, back yes. in the day. 
And then they cut to Christmas and it's just like the regular Lexus commercial with like, you know, somebody's buying their wife a Lexus with the bow on it. And then in small print, as soon as the bow hits the screen, it says, bow does not come with vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, what's the point of buying a Lexus then? Because if if they're not giving bows out, then why does anyone want to buy that car? Because I feel like you're just being completely screwed over by not getting the full Lexus experience. Like, if I'm buying you a Lexus, I want the bow. It doesn't, like, and that's not for any other car. I just, that car, you guys promote that. I want the humongous bow that's the size of a car. That's a great point, man. Like, they should have to do, like, why do why don't car dealerships do that? If you buy it, like, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, you get a car with a huge-ass bow on it. And you get to drive home with that thing. That's the better incentive. Those are those are the commercials that'll that are stick out because you're right because it's like, oh, I bought you one. Oh, I bought you one. Or look what I bought us. I bought me a red one and you. A, oh no, the red one's for me. Wait a minute. Like we like we get it. Give us the bow though. Give us the bow. Give us the incentive. That that's gonna you know because you're right. That never happens. How many people are buying cars on Christmas? How do you get away with that? How does that work? Who's driving you the car that day? Where are you hiding it? And who's driving it to you on Christmas morning? Be like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll do that for your friend. Hell no. I got my own family and my own car to take care of over here. It just doesn't happen. Come on. Like who has because it's like if you're doing a purchase like that, that's like the joint bank account. Like you may both have like separate bank. (laughs) Yes. Like you, you can't just buy a car. Unless, I mean, hey, unless you're like mad rich, then fine. You can just go out, go out there and buy a car and your wife will never notice that you just right. put $30,000 on yeah. the thing. <laughs> but like any, if you try and take that much money out or if you try to put the down payment on a car, card or you write a big check, some something is calling you to verify that nowadays. So like yeah. Capital One is calling you to make sure that this purchase is legit. It, it, everyone's gonna find out you can't do that yeah you can't yeah i don't know it's it's one thing to be like hey don't look at anything on the amazon account okay <laughs> right <laughs> don't check the mail today yeah yeah that's easier than be like ignore the carvana car pulling up with the bow on it <laughs> oh my gosh all right chris get it off your chest All right. Well, boys, um, something that I love to do, uh, part of the reason I run my uh, online personal training business is I like to dive into, you know, what type of sports science and research is out there and see how we can make it relevant to the average person. And something that I came across recently seemed to just fit the Brunch Breakdowns brand Uh, It was very on point. So um, I read a research study uh, that was about music and how music can potentially impact your performance and your workouts, your training sessions, whatever. So this study had a group of subjects. Um, They were given a list of music genres. And what they did was uh, they ranked them from, you know, one to five, one to 10, however many there were, with one being their favorite and 10 being their least favorite. And then what the researchers did was had this group of people work out to their favorite music and then also work out to their least favorite music. And it turns out that just quite simply listening to music you like or listening to music you hate can really impact potentially the effort that you put forth in that workout. And that had me thinking, 
what are my favorite songs or genres to work out to? And then it had me wondering for you guys, what are some of the genres or artists or songs that you go to when, you know, maybe you're feeling a little bit tired and you need to get a workout in, or maybe you're going into a workout and you feel great, but you just want to absolutely crush it. So I'm curious to hear from you guys. Um, if you were in this study and you had to rank a genre that is your favorite, what would it be? And then what are some of those songs that you would pick to listen to? Oh, man. Uh, it's EDM music for me on when I'm working out. And it's like specific EDM music, like EDM music with a, you know, with some singer on it. So that's that's what I, I I like to go with, like a little Avicii, a little Wake Me Up with Aloe Black on there. Like it's that kind of music that gets me because I feel like <clears throat> you have this. You, there's a big buildup, right? And so you have time to like, if you're running outside, you have time to get to get to the sprint, you know, and then you can kind of sprint through the course and then bring it back down and then sprint again. Because I another thing is like I like to I like I'm a sprinter, so like I don't like to run long distances. I like to you know, sprint. So I feel like EDM does that pacing thing very well. Yeah, this is very interesting because as you were saying that, Chris, I can completely agree that, you know, if I was forced to listen to country music while I'm working out, I'm like, we're going to wrap this up early today. And it's just, <laughs> no, can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. Um, yeah. And I think it depends on what I'm doing. Uh, you mentioned EDM, DD, and that one, I, you know, I didn't think of that right away, but you're right. When I'm doing more, if I'm running, you know, EDM and kind of lighter, you know, I'll call it like pop alternative indie pop music uh, works because it's at a, you know, depending on the tempo, it's a moderate tempo. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. It's somewhere right in the middle. And I kind of get comfortable with that there. Uh, but if I'm doing like, you know, heavier workouts with weights and things like that, uh, for me, it's like really two categories. It's um, it's rock. Uh, rock music is essential to it and kind of even alternative rock. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the band Paris, as you can see over my left shoulder, uh, a couple of posters there. Anything from them, especially their early two albums is like primo workout music for me. So anything from early Paris is amazing. And the other category for me is WWE theme songs. <laughs> you can't miss, you can't miss with some great, wwe theme songs whether it's triple h or uh you know evolution uh, his king of kings theme music uh seth rollins the old dean ambrose theme music uh roman reigns there's a lot of those that those that's what this music is supposed to do it's supposed to hype you to, for somebody coming down to the ring for a fight so it kind of gives me that similar you know sensation that those guys really put together uh music that's supposed to give you a similar type of feeling so wwe theme music for me is always one that that hits hard that's a great point yeah those theme songs are designed for specifically it's the thing that the guy's about to listen to before he goes in the ring and works out essentially and like yeah yeah exactly throws a 200 pound dude around um that makes a lot of sense. I, uh, I, I mean, I, it's not going to shock anybody. I, I'm solidly in the alternative rock, pop punk genre. Um, I, uh, a few bands that I, I listed when I broke down this topic was a band called With the Punches, uh, Starting Line, their old stuff. That was some of my favorite stuff growing up, and it just has a ton of energy. Um, a day to remember. They're a little heavier, uh, and that can really kind of 
you know, amp you up. Another band, Seaway, that I love. They have a ton of energy, driving beats, stuff like that. They really get you kind of energized and ready to go. But uh, you kind of touched on it, Dan, about like it depends on what you're doing to choose the music that you listen to. And when I read the study, like I'm always trying to think, how can you apply it? And like, can you make a game plan out of it? And I think with this one, it's it's pretty much a fun topic. It's not something you need to get too, you know, need to nerd out too much on it. But I did think like, you know, you're not going to listen to a day to remember when you're doing yoga. <laughs> That's not, it's not going to set the stage right. And I, so I thought like, you know, you probably could if, if you're going to put a lot of effort into figuring out what workouts you're doing on what days and you're trying to hit certain goals and stuff like that. Maybe you can use music as a as a catalyst. So like, you know, throughout every day shouldn't be a maximum effort deal. So on the couple days that are maybe insert that music that'll help you get that little extra oomph. And then, um, you know, on the other days you can, you can pick some other genres, but I thought it was, it was pretty interesting. And, and it made me really evaluate what I'm doing with my music in its relation to, to working out, which I appreciated. Yeah. I think it's interesting that that's probably changed for a lot of people that a good, good friend of ours, good friend of the program, Brendan Jenkins says he it's metal music. You have to have some sort of hard rock metal song when you're lifting weights and things like that. I think a lot of people used to do that, right? Yeah, and it yeah. makes sense for what it does, but I'm curious what, uh, you know, how that's changed in that study, Chris, where maybe that used to be very, very, very popular for a lot of people, whether they were into that type of music or not, even if it was just background music that they didn't know, but it was just something about the energy and people have changed to EDM in so many different uh, genres now because it connects differently with them. Yeah. So actually the top genre that was picked was hip hop. Um, now uh-huh. these, the, most of these exercise science studies are done at universities and the population that is involved in the study is normally college age kids who, you know, they're free to use for these research studies. So, um, maybe not all too shocking that, you know, today's day and age hip hop would be the number one genre, but I agree with you. Like if you think about like weightlifting and powerlifting and stuff like that, you almost kind of associate a lot of that with guys listening to like death metal while they're trying to lift a lot of weight that never resonated with me. I never, <laughs> I never really enjoyed that, but a lot of people do. You're more of a yeah. big pig fan. <laughs> <laughs> that song's really good. Pig. By the way. Let's go big pig. <laughs> really good. Really good. By the way. Uh, but yeah, like I, I hear you because with, with hip hop, it's like my, my favorite song to hear when I'm working out is Meek Mill's dreams and nightmares. Cause when I, when it's, when it's max day, that song has to be a part of whatever playlist is on and queen can't be a part of it because that's another thing everyone has the things they like but yeah like that it's so true like when you say that chris like how you won't put as much effort in when you hear a certain song and it's like yeah if the wrong song and it might even be a song that i like but it's just a song that doesn't hit where i am going like where my brain is going at the time and it's just i'm i'm kind of out of it and then I'll get back in it when the next song comes on. So mm-hmm. there's something to that. And I think also with like the like the reason why the Peloton is so popular is because it picks the music for people that has the pace that they want. And they talk to the music and through the music like that. And that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of people love the Peloton is because it, it does that. They work out harder because they're listening to this 80s mix or they listen to this 90s mix that's built for working out. And what's very important and useful with that Peloton thing is the music only cuts out when it's supposed to. The amount of times that I've had a song queued up and I get ready to squat something heavy 
and it's it the song ends and I have to do my first rep in complete mm-hmm. science. That is the worst. <laughs> I hate that so much. So shout out to Peloton because their workouts are moving with the the music uh, all the way through. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I'm just thinking about you just being on the bench and all of a sudden it's silent and you're just like, <laughs> come on, what do I do, what do, I do now? <laughs> awful it's awful dude we'll tell people where they can find everything they want they need to know about that where they can find your piece where they can find all your stuff chris yeah man uh chrisgatesfitness.com uh if you go to my website and click on articles it is the article at the very top of the page this week so uh you can click in there you can read about that study and um i also provided my Top five songs uh, that I like to listen to right now if I have one of those max out days. So you can check that out. And uh, yeah, I I hope you guys enjoy it. Love it. Well, guys, it's time to get into the main course. Now, that's what I call brunch volume three. Uh, Dan, where are we at in the brunch in the final four right now? Yes, this is going to be. This is going to be round three. We have our first two winners that advanced to our final four uh, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, that first winner out of the first group was now uh, volume five. And last week we decided that now volume 20 would be the second album to advance. So we're halfway there. We're picking number three today, uh, number four next week. And then we'll have our battle Royale at the end to choose our ultimate winner uh, by the time 2020 wraps up. But uh, we're looking at now editions 33 through 52. Guys, this is a shit ton of music. Um, <laughs> There's a lot to go through. Uh, 33 through 52, which takes us from the years 2010 to 2014. And might I just say that this was much more difficult than I expected it to be. I thought last week was hard. This week was even more difficult. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, we we were right in identifying last week's group as a particularly challenging one, and I, I did not expect it to just roll right on to, into this group, uh, but it did. And you know what? It makes sense, though, because um, this was the, for us, the era, like that five years of music where we were out of college and going to bars and clubs and stuff like that, so... Not not too shocking, but for whatever reason, it didn't click to me until I started right. listening to these albums. Right. Yeah. It's same. Same with me. I I also I had a lot of a lot of feels about about this era of music, and I didn't know that I had this many feels about this era of music. <laughs> and I I tell you, man, uh, I'll get into it when we get to the MVP. But there's some interesting stuff going on here. Uh, <laughs> well, let's, Chris. I would like you to bring up now. 37. All right. I will work on bringing that mm. up. Bring up mm. now. Dan already has opinions. Mm. It is not my favorite. I will tell you. It is not my favorite one. All right. Are we all seeing now 37? Yes. We do. Now 37 is like you talk about this everything in this screams like bad decisions soco and limes um and i just enjoyed this main this one mainly because it did take me back to being at uh some random bar you know dancing my face off at like midnight jimmy d's yeah but like 
this is really great. Love the way you lie. Bruno Mars. I mean, it, love the way you lie. Eminem and Rihanna, just the way you are. Bruno Mars, you got Firework, Raise Your Glass, We Are Who We Are, Only Girl in the World. Like, you, you got Pitbull and T-Pain. Yeah, three times. One of Chris Brown's best songs. Whip My Hair, Willow Smith, classic. Bottoms Up. Mike Posner's on here, too. Love Like Whoa, The Ready Set. Like, this is... It was really hard not to pick 37. And now that I'm saying it, I feel like, should I have picked 37? <laughs> like, Because this is really good. Uh, but yeah, now 37 was definitely my runner up for sure on this. What are you feeling about now 37? You get, Do either of you guys pick this one? It is not one of the ones that I picked, but um, as you ran through it, I started to question myself on that. <laughs> Dude, that, like we've seen so many of these albums where I mean, we've seen 50, what, 52 of them now, 53 of them. Um, they get w- worse on average mm-hmm. as you go through the album. But like ending with Love Like Woe from the Ready Set, I, I forgot how much I like that song. Yeah. Like. And Mike, Mike Posner. Po- yeah. Yeah. Even like like a G6 is on here. And mm-hmm. like that's a classic song from that time period, you know? Trying to explain that to somebody might be weird, but it, it was. It's a big deal, that freaking song. It was. Uh, Whip My Hair by Willow Smith. I just, I saw that and my jaw dropped. I was like, I forgot how great this song was. My goodness. That was part of my my note on this one alone. Uh, great, great songs on here. It's hard for me to take this one completely serious because it ends early. Yeah. Right? It ends at 14. And a lot of these other ones, we get 18, 19, 20. Um, so I have got a little bit of an asterisk with, with just that, but yeah, there are some, I mean, firework by Katy Perry is so annoying, but like, it's still played to this day because of how it fits into so many other different things. We, I think we left it purposely off our 4th of July playlist (laughs) (laughs) for that reason. But, uh, otherwise overall, this is, this is a real, yeah, this was a hard one not to, not to pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, so I, this might change, but my pick is now 48. Now 48 is is my pick for this because this one I feel like I just listened to, and I listened to it twice. I actually listened to it last night. I listened to it today, and I was like, I think 48 is it, even though I'm starting to feel a little different. Katy Perry, Roar, one of my favorite Katy Perry songs. I love, I just love the chorus of that song. like. I don't know the the ins and outs of how that song was made, but I can tell you that that chorus is just amazing. I love that chorus so much. Blurred Lines, one of the best songs of the decade. Easy. Like, we're going to be dancing to that song at weddings, embarrassing our children for years and years and years and years and years and years to come when that song comes on. Because they're going to look at us the same way that I look at people and like, oh, my God, the old people music. This is the old people music right here. Blurred Lines. Take Back the Night, another great song. Like, this is a that's – a that's a Justin Timberlake song that – if you're listing your favorite Justin Timberlake songs, that song does not come to your head like right away. But when you hear that song, you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like Michael Jackson on that song. Summertime Sadness, the remix, Get Lucky's on here, Treasure, Love Somebody, Rune 5. You got Wake Me Up. Avicii mentioned that a couple seconds ago. When we were talking about workout music. We can't stop. That's that's my this peak Miley Cyrus in that bangers era. I love, I love We Can't Stop. Like you've got Brave by Sarah Borales, you've got Still in You, Paramore. I mean, Luke Bryan, that's my kind of night. And usually the country song at the end of this sucks. That's my kind of night is fire. It so is a good like, song. yeah, it, it, dude, this one from top to bottom are just songs that like 
I'm I felt like I'm going to be playing these songs outside of the Selena Gomez song. I'm going to be playing these songs for a really long time. And I just I, I love now 48. Love the way it's set up. I'm a big fan. So now 48 was was on my list as well. It was not my number one, but it was also on my list. And as I went through it and got to Miley's song, We Can't Stop at number nine, like it was hit, 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 hit. And then that song hit. And I was just like, all right, this one is a contender for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I also have number 48 in my top contenders. This is my number two. Whoa. It was really good. I, for some reason, had three more songs on the back half after that Luke Bryan song. I don't know why. These are harder. These are harder to find than people think. They didn't start like <laughs> these aren't active on Spotify or iTunes until like 52 is like the first one where it's like actually from now. Right. So it's so hard to find. So I have a couple more songs on them. That's why I was like double checking over here. I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell? Because um, well, they Dan got the, the Dan got the one with the B sides on it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, no, that's true. They started doing some weird thing called Now Next. Yes. Like the last four songs are just like no name people. Well, maybe they were no. Maybe the they time, got yeah. a name at some point, but at the time they were no names. So like, I think Spotify does it right. Because I was kind of ignoring the no name, the the now next stuff. Yeah, but for yeah for this, maybe that's what they were, and they didn't highlight it as that on here. But uh, Harlem by New Politics and On Our Way On Our Way by the Royal Concept are two super super great songs. Uh, like you mentioned, we get a, a great Paramore song on here, uh, and just everything. It's hit after hit after hit after hit, and it goes all the way through. And this is coming from me, and I will say this. That's my kind of night by Luke Bryan is a country song that I enjoy. Hey, that's, so that's okay. why I had to take this seriously because there's a lot that I just didn't want any part of. Um, and I clicked on this one and I'm like, yeah, I, I enjoy this song. I, I know this song. I, this is a great tailgating song. Uh, so automatically it had to be a contender. But when you stack everything else on top of it, uh, it's hard to look past now 48. Yeah, this was this was number two for me. We have to have a serious conversation about this then. Yeah, this is the first time all three of us have picked one. Right. Because if all three of us pick one and I picked it as the winner, all right, we're going to have to have a conversation about this at the end. <laughs> Unless this happens again in one well, of yeah. my or Dan's picks, which is highly doubtful. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> 48 can't be kicked out. I, I don't know. Well, all right. So you're right. We'll see. Yeah. We'll but, see what happens. So boys, well, yeah, 48, well, well, I win We'll finish it out with uh, Chris and I's favorite, but it seems like seems like we may have the the advanced album here to to move on to the next round. But uh, Chris, tell us your favorite. So my favorite was here. Let me bring it up. My favorite was now thirty three. Um, it was the, you know right at the very beginning of this list, and it was interesting because I went from in our last review. In the five years that we we listened to, I loved the beginning of that five years and I loved the end of it. And the middle we talked about was kind of trash. And then this kind of, you know, rode that tail end of really good now albums. Um, But like you kick it off with TikTok and Kesha. I'm going to pay attention. Okay, (laughs) that's you have to pay attention. 
Um, Bad Romance by Lady Gaga, you know, Hard by Rihanna, Jeezy, um, Jason Derulo in my head. Uh, I want to rock Snoop Dogg. That was a really good song. Bedrock by Young Money. That's, I mean, is an all timer, an all timer as far as I know. Um, oddly enough, going back to last episode, my favorite albums seem to have Jay Sean in them. So Jay Sean's on this. <laughs> Um, Ayaz, I remember I, I totally forgot about Ayaz and Ayaz is kind of sprinkled throughout these now albums, but, um, replay, that was a big song back in the day. Uh, Al city fireflies. That was, you know, the, the song that kicked off Al city, um, train. Hey, soul sister. You know, I don't love the Daughtry. I, I, the, the, <laughs> we'll skip over that, uh, that live like we're dying. Chris Allen. That's a great song. Um, Adam Lambert with a big song. Um, what do you want from me? <laughs> Lady Annabelle at the end. I don't know. I, I felt like I was just hit, 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 hit throughout this entire thing. And a lot of them, a lot of them tugged at the nostalgia, uh, you know, for me. And, and that was hard to ignore. So I, I had now 33. I don't know. What do you guys think of this one? Yeah, I, I had mean, this. I had this as a strong one. Again, I don't, I listen. Why did I listen to so much extra music that wasn't necessary? I have (laughs) one, two, three, four, five songs that aren't listed on here. And my note on now 33 is strong. First 16 last four are trash. So (laughs) (laughs) take those off. This is a fantastic choice. Um, Now the one that wasn't trash is uh, fearless by Taylor Swift. But again, I don't know if that's actually on the album or not. Uh, but yeah, Chris, this was that, uh, early on where we're still hitting that, uh, from our last, uh, kind of time period. There's a couple of, of artists that bleed over and songs that bleed over from that stage of our life. I, I love fireflies by Al city. And there's some, uh, and Didi's former MVP of American idol still making appearances. Like you said, with Chris Allen, Adam Lambert, uh, Daughtry all on there. So this is a solid, this is a solid album. Yeah, Need You Now by Lady Antebellum, great song, great song. And we're going through a breakup at that time and just always listening to that song, wanting to call my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, such a lame, lame time in my life. But Bedrock, okay, Bedrock. have Okay, so we all listened to Bedrock this past week. Bedrock could not come out today. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, there's, a, there, there's some whew, stuff. Not a chance. There's some stuff in there, there. There's some stuff in there. I mean, we're talking about, and I mean this as artists of this caliber. Like, I'm sure some, you know, buddy that is not a popular uh, rapper making music today could put out Bedrock and, you know, and, and no one will notice. But, like, Drake and Wayne. And Lloyd was so big at that time. That's another thing. Lloyd was huge at this time when the song came out. Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. never make this song. Could never, ever, ever in life make this song. Time and place. Time and place. There you go. Time and time and place. But uh, I like now thirty three. This is tough. This is good. Now thirty three is good. Now thirty three is really good. Uh, my favorite was not now thirty three. So I think that declares who our winner is. But this was honestly, yeah, like I said earlier on, this was super difficult. Uh, forty eight very easily could have been my favorite. I I kept switching back and forth between forty eight and uh, 43. So let's pull up now. 43 is which it got the edge, but you know, I could have been looking at this for another hour or two and, and changed my mind. Um, now 43, it comes out hard, swinging hard. Call me maybe Carly Ray Jepsen. One of the greatest songs of all time. Um, 
Part of Me, a, a good Katy Perry song that gets uh, often forgotten. Payphone, Maroon 5, Wiz Khalifa, mm-hmm. Titanium by uh, David Guetta and Sia. Lights, Ellie Goulding. You forget about that. You forget about those early songs uh, of hers. And then we get the Beebs. We get early Beebs here. We get Boyfriend from Justin Bieber, Scream from Usher, really good song. Let's Go, Calvin Harris and Neo. That song still bangs. Uh, Back in Time by Pitbull. One You Bought Back by Cher Lloyd is so good. Yeah. It's so good. I can't tell you how many times I listen to that song over and over again in the midst of listening to these multitude of albums. But And then we're only halfway there. Uh, we get some 1D. One Direction makes an appearance. Give Your Heart a Break, one of Demi Lovato's best songs ever. Uh, Too Close, Midnight City, amazing. Neon Trees makes their appearance. Uh, there's your boy, Luke Bryan again. Of course, I had more songs on the back end of this. Uh, <laughs> none of them really stick out. They were all that great. Hailstorm makes an appearance. Uh, but now 43, just barely an edge for me because it's just boom, boom, boom. Big name hitters with big name songs. And then you get those forgotten gems uh, like Want You Back by uh, Cher Lloyd. And just this was, it, it, again, it, it was tough, but I gave the, the slight edge to 43. What did you guys think of this one? I had now 43 as my number two. Oh, man. It's getting okay. tough. I like, no, I mean, I, I'm I'm a big fan of this. This was one of the ones that, like, I have written down. It wasn't my runner-up, uh, but I had it written down, like, whoa, this is tough. Because, I mean, you, you get into these songs, like, Scream is played a lot still by Usher. Yeah. Like, you know, and, of course, Let's Go is played every basketball game that has ever been played <laughs> since that song came out. That's that, that that's on there. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's every time. Um, but I mean, titanium, there's just like some really good dance music on here, like yeah. really good dance music on here. And just, you know, Payphone by Maroon five. That's, I love that. I love that Wiz Khalifa verse on that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I yeah. really like the Wiz Khalifa verse on that song, but I mean, you can't go wrong. Like once you back by Cher Lloyd, I was listening at this morning. Like a few times, because that is just a song that not necessarily forgot about, but you're just like, wow, that song was good. I thought Cher Lloyd was going to be like the biggest star in the world. Yeah. You know, I thought she was going to be the biggest thing ever, but you know, didn't happen. But once you bag, it's fire. So what do we got, guys? 48, 33, 43. Yeah. Man. So what are we doing with the, so what, so, gosh. Well, I mean, if we all had 48 on our list, just by the numbers, that should probably be the one, I think. I think that should be the one that moves on. Um, it's more that, like, th- I was the only one with 33 in the top three. W- me and Dan both had 43 in our top three, but if, we, if all three of us had 48, numbers yeah, don't lie. That hasn't happened yet. This is the first time where we've all had <laughs> one album within our, our ranking. So it's hard to, it's hard to look past that. Um, yeah. I now think 48. it's gotta be 48. Yeah. Now 48 moves on. But boys, now the fun part. What is the best song that maybe you forgot about or just the best song that you listen to. But I like to say the best song that you forgot about while going through all 19 of these now albums. I can't believe we're doing this. We're doing this for free for you people. 
Honest. <laughs> a lot of music. A lot of music. Um, I'll go first. My favorite song, my best song I forgot about. Uh, five o'clock in the morning. T Pain, Lily Allen, uh, Wiz Khalifa. That song. Mm. Forgot about it. Completely forgot about it. Just came on, and I was like, "What? This song is incredible. I love that song." So yeah, I remember hearing that one too, and, sure. and thinking the same thing, thinking like, "Wow, I can't believe." I completely forgot about this song. That's a that's a great one. Uh, I already mentioned uh, "Want You Back" by Cher Lloyd, and again, it's not like I completely forgot about it, but probably haven't listened to it since a year or two after it came out. But another one, which I'm a little disappointed in myself, uh, because again, it's not like I completely forgot about it, but I just let it slip away, probably sooner than it should have. But "Mind Your Manners" by Chitty Bang is absolutely freaking still incredible. And it's getting back in rotation as it should have been. It should have never been lost where it went. Uh, again, not like I, it was complete, completely forgotten, but forgotten too soon, too, too much. So Mind Your Man or Shitty Bang got a lot of play for me this week here and how great that song is. See, now you're going to make me emotional. <laughs> We've been down this road with Shitty Bang before. It makes me yeah. so upset that they're not making music anymore. Yeah. That- Man, Mind Your Manners is so, 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 so good. Yeah, so good. Um, I mentioned it before, the Lo- Love Like Woe by the Ready Set. I don't know why, but I just totally forgot that. And it, it came on, like I said, at the end of that now, and it was just catchy as hell. And I t- just was like, man, I, I remember loving this song. I totally forgot it existed. So that's probably the one for me. The more on the radar song is Payphone, Maroon 5 and, and Wiz. That, uh, I remember loving that song when it came out. And yeah, and more on the, like you said there, Chris, more on the Pulse one that I didn't forget about that's probably the greatest of this entire era is Timber by Kesha and Pitbull. And it always will be. That song is fantastic. <laughs> Kesha, what a time. Love Kesha. All right. Uh, what's the worst song that you heard? My worst song. And this is a song I swear to God I'd never heard the song before. Um, because I had one but that I had heard. Okay. But here's the song that I think is terrible. Nelly, Hey Portia. Ooh. I don't remember that Ooh. song. Nor do I like that song at all. Like... I- I'm like, how is this on here? What is this song? What is Nelly doing here? This song is trash. <laughs> it's, I'm like, terrible song. And also the song that I remembered. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is terrible. Chris Brown and Pitbull, International Love. I hate that song because it should be good. To me, that song is terrible. Chris Brown and Pitbull, we should be dancing for days. Days. <laughs> And that song just makes me so mad because it is such a missed opportunity by those two. I, I've always felt that way. So when I saw that, when I heard it start, I was like, skip immediately. And then wrote it down, like international love, worst song, worst song I forgot about. Wow. That one surprises me. I think you're right. It's a little bit of a letdown, but it's... Bummer, man. Wow. Well, the one thing I'll say about that Nelly song, you're right. I don't think I had ever heard of that either, and it's not good. And honestly, he probably wouldn't have wrote it if it wasn't for over and over again with him and Tim McGraw. It probably influenced that song. So I see how you tied it in with mine last week. So shouts to you. Shouts to you. Um, <laughs> I have two, and I'm going to give you two because apparently I was listening to albums that didn't exist and had four songs on the back <laughs> that were bad on every single one of them. My man Justin the Cab might have let me down. 
that's my dude and hooking up all these songs on Spotify, but he might've let me down. I got to go back and like, look at the actual uh, thing. But uh, Chris, you mentioned the ready set. Uh, the ready set was a band that I forgot about that. They had a lot of great songs uh, too, but they had a song called give me your hand. And then in parentheses, it's called best song ever. And it's probably the worst song ever. Uh, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Like the chorus was horrendous. But again, it was a last track, and maybe it doesn't actually exist on whatever now that was. Uh, so the other one I'm going to go go with is uh, another group that kind of fit into that category, The Wanted, uh, Forgotten, mm. for a good reason. Glad You Came. Uh, it was a popular song back then, but like really judging it, it's just not good. It's just not a good song. It's just like something that people liked because it was catchy, but musically it's a, it's a trash song. So I'm glad you came. The wanted. I'm glad we forgot about that. Uh, yeah, Dan. Nobody asked you to go out and purchase the platinum edition. <laughs> but we were on the same page here. What the hell? I wonder how many more hours of music I had to listen to for this. Like Dan, four tracks per album. Dan's the only one at his local Sam Goody buying these albums. <laughs> No, he was at the, you know, how they used to have like the CD, like display where you could like go and like listen to it with the headphones (laughs) (laughs) standing there listening to now albums with the headset for hours. (laughs) Um, I'll just piggyback off of Didi. Yeah, that uh, that Nelly song was terrible. And Nelly and Luda kind of popped up a few times in the late 40s, early 50s, where we were getting to the time frame where they should have just stopped making music. Um, so Nelly and Luda were kind of on on my list for, yeah, I could have done without them. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, who's your MVP for the era? We'll go the other way. Chris, MVP. This is easy and it's Kesha. <laughs> Not uh, mad at that pick. Bravo. I had two written down because this was, again, where we, I, I was going back and forth. I honestly didn't decide until we were going to get uh, or start recording here. And I had Kesha written down. I absolutely had Kesha written down. And it probably should be her. Uh, but just for the sake of argument, if she's 1A, 1B is Lady Gaga. She's on here a ton. And every song is great. There's no, there's like, you know, some not so great Katy Perry songs on here. Uh, and some other artists that have some, you know, second tier songs that make it on that they just kind of seem like force it on. Not with Lady Gaga, not with Kesha and not with Lady Gaga. They're all bangers. They're all hits. So that's it for me. All right, guys, my MVP LMFAO. Here's why. How in the hell did they trick America to think that those songs were good? (laughs) That's a great point. They deserve all the applause possible for fi- for figuring out some way to make those songs. Like, those songs are so bad. Like, no one is playing those songs. You're not going to hear those songs in any kind of... Re- People are going to forget those those guys ever existed. Red Foo and whatever, those dudes with the glasses yeah. and the hair. Like, shouts to them for making, like, a billion dollars between, like, 2012 and 2014. But, oh, my God. Like, going through those, I was like, how how did this happen? How did this happen? And it leads me to this, guys. A political thought. Were we that happy under the Obama administration that we didn't give a shit what was on the radio? Like, at all. (laughs) Because if you listen to certain songs, like Like a G6, Gangnam Style, Call Me Maybe, right? Call Me Maybe is a fine song. I love that song. But the thing is, it's just like, you look, you hear some of those songs, and it's like, 
we were just oblivious to any like you learn nothing about what's going on in the world other than we were just having a very good time in america during this time so listen i don't know what your politics are i don't care what your politics are all i'm saying is you kind of know what the world is like based on the music that is like popular and you go through this specifically these albums that we listen to it's like holy crap where we just we had no idea what was going on anywhere else. Like, I'm interested to see what these next round of Now albums sound like because after just he- listening to a lot of this, it's like, what were we doing? So, yeah. Um, LMFAO. They, yeah, MVPs. I don't know how they did it. No idea. That So that what you just said makes me think that when we come out of COVID, we're going to race headfirst into another era of, or at least stretch of that music. Cause people can like go back to bars and clubs and everybody's going to be partying their faces off. I, it's very, so, I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. LMFAO. This is your window to get back into the, uh, no, gosh, no, we're not that stupid. No, please. No. But yeah, you're right. This was, this was less than 10 years ago or a lot of these songs came out and that's not that long ago. And it's very weird. Uh, how that things have changed w- with that. You're right. And this is going to be a, a very interesting from this group to next week's group, DD, to see how things do change because there is just a. It, I got to check what I'm doing here. I had songs that were duplicated. Did you guys see any of that? They were on like two albums, the same song. Just, I, I feel like you're making this too complicated. Just go into Spotify and search now and then the number. I do, and yeah. it's my man Justin DeCab is. No, 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 no. no, no. Just hit whatever the first playlist is. Gosh, Don't. I, I double check a lot of the source with like uh, track listings, but apparently not. Like "Safe and Sound" by Capital Cities is an amazing song, but it was on like two albums for some reason, and I didn't understand. Wow, put a lot more work into it than I needed to. You're gonna need that carrot cake cake beer after all that work you put. You're in. telling me, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, now forty eight moves on uh, to the uh, to to our now that's what we call brunch final four, where we battle it out here in a couple weeks. And uh, Dan, which albums are we going to? This is the end coming up next week. This is the end. Two thousand fifteen through we're taking it through two thousand and nineteen because twenty twenty isn't worth including anything in. Uh, so that takes us all the way through the end. So that's going to be uh, let's see now fifty three through seventy two. I believe 53 through 72 uh, are going to wrap it up in our series. Uh, We'll pick our fourth winner. And then in, I believe we're scheduled in our final year and brunchies awards. We give out our brunchies awards and that'll be one of the winners that we declare. uh, Part of our discussion is the best of the best in this now series. So five, 20 and 48 all advanced so far before our uh, last group next week. All right, well, boys, let's get into it. Uh, more music, what we're listening to this week, what current music or, you know, older music, whatever it is that you're listening to. Uh, I'll get it started uh, in the Dan Knopp uh, <laughs> uh, section of now, uh, where there's four songs that uh, yes. aren't really on the album, but they're on the album. Uh, an artist named Wallpaper shows up on that part. Yeah. And there was a song that I didn't like by Wallpaper, but I'm going to put on the playlist this week a song that I do. Because once I, saw, once I saw his name, I was like, Good For It is my jam. Wallpaper, Good For It by Wallpaper is one of my favorite songs. And 
I had to listen to it after I saw this whack wallpaper song on the now list. I'm putting this one on our playlist. So what we're listening to wallpaper. Good for it. <laughs> Thank you. At least there's something <laughs> I can relate yeah. to there in my back end crap, you know, crappy editions of the last four songs on these now albums. This is now Thanks the Dan Knopf section. Thanks a lot, Justin. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go out and buy them now. So I just have them all. I can make sure I don't mess this up next week. Um, <laughs> Uh, Youngblood came out with a song last week with uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker. So you had this very interesting pop punk trio that have come together once before and they have done it again. And now that we've heard Machine Gun Kelly's pop punk album this year, I think people got a little bit more comfortable with it. And Youngblood's very dynamic. You could get pop, you could get rock, you could get anything uh, from him. And so they released a song called Acting Like That. It is. It's an upbeat pop punk song in the style that we've heard from those guys before. Uh, and in fact, the, the the line of the chorus is, you're way too hot to be acting like that. And I think a lot of people can relate. <laughs> so uh, it's an incredible collab. Uh, like I said, it's off his upcoming album uh, due out in February. So acting like that by Young Glo- Youngblood featuring Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker of Blink-182. I get the impression that like the pop punk community, eh, I they, they just, it doesn't seem like they are a fan of what MGK is doing, and I don't get it. Like I feel like it, it, he's in the mainstream and he's just adding visibility to the genre. So why is that bad? Yeah, it's a great point. I think you're right, Chris. I, I've kind of felt the same thing from people talking to people. They just don't like it. I don't know if it's, they just don't like him and the idea of it or if they actually don't like the music. I feel like that's kind of, I find that hard to believe because if you actually look into who he worked with to get this album done, he did his homework and his research and he worked with people that are masters uh, at, at, at pop punk uh, and people that people know, people that are familiar with. So I don't know what it is either, but it's a shame because it's it's pretty fascinating what somebody like he's been able to do with his career and came out with something a lot of people were skeptical of, and then it came out and it was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't get it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are I I don't know when that happens in other genres, and he's and his album is such a big success to me. That's like a it trickles down. To me, that's how I feel about it. It ends up like making the, you know, it highlights the genre. It trickles down. Those, you know, people are now looking for music that sounds like that, especially younger people are. Uh, But I don't know. People get very jealous because they can't have that success of an MGK who already has a fan base. So Mm -hmm. it's like, because, you know, MGK put out this album. So more people are going to, are more excited about it. And I don't know. It's a bummer though, because I really like that album. So hopefully people change their mind. Yeah, I don't know. I just something I noticed. Um, I am listening to Less Than Jake. Their new album is finally out, Silver Linings. I put a couple songs on the playlist in the past from that album. Um, and to be quite honest, I'm not sure exactly what I want to put on the playlist this week. Um, but I will figure it out by the time we put the playlist live. Uh, but I figured it was a good opportunity to let people know that the album is now uh, out. So Less Than Jake, Silver Linings. Um, just Man, you got to cherish when ska music gets released and it's new. Just you that. have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. You got to put that on a t-shirt. You must <laughs> say that again. You must just, cherish. Just cherish the ska. Put it on the. <laughs> put it on a t-shirt. Come on, what's up? Cherish the ska. 
Got a couple of designs already. We'll add that to it. <laughs> All right. Uh, stay next to me. Quinn 92 and Chelsea Cutler, two of my absolute favorites. I love Quinn 92. I love Chelsea Cutler. Put out a song that I am absolutely in love with. It is about a two people who meet at a show and they're just like, they're list. They talk about listening to a band they don't even know. It is a beautiful song and it legitimately, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, should be Dan and Shannon's first dance song. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Like, I need you to really have a solid discussion about it, Dan. I, I think- I'm pretty sure they're, they've already decided on Big Pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. Um, it, it's, it's funny you say that, Didi. That's and you texted me about this song before it came out and it's easily one of my favorite, maybe favorite song of 2020. It's that good. These two could not be more perfect together in this song. And it hit, it is, it hits, uh, you know, close to the vest of, uh, Shannon and I, and I think it'll be, I don't know if she's heard it quite yet. I've told her to listen to it. And I, when I first heard it, I thought, damn, this is a great first dance song. I did. We texted back and forth about it. So I'm hoping I have another song that I've mentioned to her as a potential first dance song. I know she doesn't love it. So maybe as this is being the alternative, it'll automatically be better. Uh, But I think uh, we'll be hoping for that. We're going to definitely make a solid, solid effort to make this one. Um, It's so good. It's 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 an incredible song. God, it's so good. But go on. Great pick. Great pick. I'm going to go with uh, Grandson. Uh, he just released his album, Death of an uh, Long Awaited Album, Death of an Optimist. Uh, just came out last week. It's really, really good. He's, again, somebody that has kind of a unique style where it's, uh, you know, hip hop in the sense of his delivery sometimes, but he can give you some electro EDM type of stuff. He can give you some alternative, uh, even some heavier rock. And like the song that I'm going to put on this week, In Over My Head. Um, this is just some simple vocals in the verses that are a little bit more on the, you know, hip hop delivery side of it. But then the chorus comes out of nowhere and this heavy, like rock electro beat, uh, drives you through it and becomes, you know, a a head bobber and it's, it's catchy. So, um, you might need to warm up to grandson if you've never heard him before, but, uh, definitely give the album a listen and in over my head, we'll be on the playlist this week. Nice. Um, so in the spirit of, putting ska on the playlist uh, with new ska from less than Jake. I decided to kind of take a a walk down memory lane and listen to some of the older songs that I loved. And one just stuck out to me from a band called catch 22. Uh, They have a band or they have a song Motown Cinderella. This is a band that Dan and I actually um, opened for in our ska band back in the day. Um, they were they were very big for a period of time, but Motown Cinderella just has a horn line that you can't you can't not whistle or hum or sing in your head throughout the day. So we're going to put it on the playlist. Love that. Love that. Oh, man, you hit some memories there when you when you said that one, Chris. Nice. I love it. All right. And my uh, my last one, guys, Rico Nasty iPhone. Don't play this in front of your kids or your family. <laughs> don't play this in front of your Jesus. kids or your family just letting you know right now it's called rico nasty iphone rico nasty is awesome i am obsessed with rico nasty she is a rapper in the vein of like 
she doesn't exist without it's like let's say Nicki Minaj had if Nicki Minaj had a little sister okay and she wanted to be a rapper too and but she was like you know what I'm gonna be like my sister but like crazy right that's Rico Nasty like Nicki Minaj if she had less of a filter and made music in the 2010 to 2014 era, which we just reviewed and it would fit in perfectly there. But now it's like, yikes. Yeah. It's something else, but Rico (laughs) nasty iPhone that is going to hit that is going to smack you right in the face on the playlist this week. This is a dynamic one. I love it. Uh, My last one is going to be from uh, cheat codes. uh, One of Chris's favorite bands um, or or groups, EDM groups uh, known really for no promises. Promise me no promises with Demi Lovato. No Uh, (laughs) Quotable line that we have all the time, but they came out with a song called do it all over uh, with Mark E. Basie, who is the former singer for from 2 a.m club, 2 club. Yeah. yeah yeah I didn't, really good music, I didn't connect the dots there until i saw that from 2 and i was like wow that is fascinating that that uh that those two or uh, those groups uh matched up uh with him so it's it's a catchy edm song um love hearing more from from cheat codes and uh we need a little more edm on the playlist so uh do it all over from cheat codes and mark e uh basie i like that one Nice. I was, I was thinking about just ending it there. Cause I didn't want to put a retro replacement on another era of now that <clears throat> was retro replacements. Um, but you know what? We didn't talk about Carrie Hilson this week and we did last <laughs> week. <laughs> I can't so, believe you have this fascination with Carrie. Shout out to Carrie Hilson. Uh, we're going to put turning me on, on the playlist this week. How's that sound? Cool. And then next week, he's going to put Pretty Girl Rock on the playlist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every week. It's, she's going to be the Vin Diesel, the new Vin Diesel of our playlist. I'm not mad at it. One note from uh, our discussion last week. Didi, you pointed it out when we were talking about uh, Gwen Stefani had a number of appearances uh, on last week's group of albums. And kids nowadays hear Gwen Stefani's new music. And it's like, no, that's not who she was. And you'd hear this stuff and not even recognize her. Oddly enough, she came out with a song this week called Let Me Reintroduce Myself. And I thought, oh, shit, she was listening. Here we go. Here we go. Old style Gwen. Give it to me. Dumb. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. She shouldn't. She shouldn't. Because the song is it's fine. It's fine. The lyrics are trash. Absolute trash. Watch the lyric video when you listen to the song and you'll completely understand why it'll never, ever be on this playlist. We'll be doing Brunch Breakdown Now reviews 20 years from now. We'll be doing this era. Worst song that we forgot about might be this one. It's it's that bad. I hate to say it. Yeah, she performed it on The Voice last night. And I uh, was like, oh, I asked for this. This is my fault. You did. Like, <laughs> Gwen Stefani listens to the brunch breakdown. Shouts to Gwen. What up, Blake? Everybody. Shouts to you guys. But yeah, we didn't need this. We didn't. No. I w- I thought we did. And you thought we did. And I agreed. With, but we didn't. And I'm sorry. We're all sorry. Put it on the playlist, though. 
<laughs> you'll put it it'll be it'll be on those bottom four that only i get for some reason <laughs> nobody else does that's what it'll be <laughs> oh god well guys this has been another great brunch breakdown this has been fun and uh since we already told people where to find the brunch breakdown we don't have to tell them right now dan see this is god man we're good we're good we're we getting are. good episode 30 uh we are out of here and uh we'll talk to you guys next week for more now and you know more brunch later <laughs>